You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. Saturday morning, I'm in one of my favorite spots, my little cave called our studio. At a good distance from <clears throat> the only person around, person who runs all the equipment and makes sure I can get online. So I keep my distance, I keep safe, and I hope you all do. A lot of people, and I understand it, when you end up in the military or in certain work, you sometimes face issues where you have to do things by yourself or you have to uh, hunker down to make things happen. I consider my life and the life of everybody else on this planet more important than a temporary setback in funds rolling in. That doesn't mean that we have to destroy our economy. As I've said, one of my majors was economics, and I try and simplify it instead of you know going through all these fancy algorithms and other expressions. What does it really mean to people? And as I've explained to anybody who's listened to me over time, the money in the U.S. Treasury is our money. It's the only way it got there. We pay taxes, we pay fees, but it's our money. It is not money that millionaires and billionaires have deposited there because it's a safe place to put it. What runs this country is our money, our work, our sweat. We are the market 
that everybody who has investments understands is there. I think they've been short-sighted in the last 20, 30, 40 years that they've just figured, I want to earn more than anybody else. But we can take one company and just say, you know what? We know you're not doing good by us. We're going to get the same things from him. Or we'll make it ourselves. We'll let you choke for a year or two and see how you feel. No matter what your assets are worth, they're worthless. If there isn't a market, and we the people of the United States of America are your market. If you don't treat us right, if you don't understand what customer service is all about, then you're an idiot and you don't deserve to have any money. Just had to get it off my chest because every day I get upset with the stupidity that we've allowed to get in. If anybody at this point cannot recognize that we have a man who not only admires dictators and autocrats, he wants to be one. He has an attorney general who does what he wants and follows him around like a little lapdog. That's not what the attorney general is, nor under any Republican or Democratic administration before that. And please, don't look for little examples to justify it. Any of us in our life can have a bad relationship. So if you voted for Trump, don't keep trying to justify it. When I've had a bad relationship in my life, I move on. I don't knock the person because they may be great with someone else, but it isn't working out with me. So we have a man who's in there that the worst thing that bothers me is with everything he keeps everybody bouncing around and thinking about, nobody, except for me and the group of people who've been listening to me, nobody is telling you what Donald is all about. And based on what his father taught him, and you can go back, the New York Times did a year of research, wrote up how his father used to play with money. The bottom line is that Donald Trump is all about how much money can I get in my pocket. One of his famous lines was OPM, other people's money. He doesn't want to spend his money. So I'm going to go through a bunch of things, but I could go on endlessly with what's going on out there. But I'm trying to get people to focus on what this man is not just doing to us, but what his real objective is. Forget his family. He's all about how much money can he take out of his businesses. And right now, he's treating the U.S. Treasury, our government, as his business. I'll get back to that. My title for today was Trump's Masking Has Been Removed. We all know if we've watched him, if we've gone out with anybody who you know lies to you and you can't trust what they say to you. This man has been fact-checked, but it doesn't matter. What matters is when the public recognizes that we can't trust what he says, it's more about what is he really doing. And that's what you have to look at. So let's start with the beginning. We found out this week when Bob Woodward put out his newest book, Rage, and I think the book is now out for sale. There were some advanced copies. But Bob Woodward, who's been a superior reporter back, he's the guy who became famous with the Watergate tapes and Nixon. And when the tapes appeared, Nixon just quit and left. 
and got a pardon from his vice president who took over, Gerald Ford, for the good of the country. Bullshit. If somebody's been robbing the country, and Nixon wasn't, he was just a nasty guy. Nowhere near the scope of what Donald's been doing to us. So, the worst thing, the worst thing, Bob Woodward had 18 conversations at least that he recorded with Trump, one-on-one over the phone most of the time, let's say. Nine hours of stuff where anybody, because the president's all over the place. If you don't know his voice by now, even if you're blind, you'd recognize his voice. In fact, especially if you're blind, because you concentrate more on what it sounds like. One of the most damning that I haven't heard anybody say anything about. Remember the president was saying at the beginning it was going to disappear and everything, and then when it got worse and the rest of it, he started describing it in his xenophobic way as the Kung flu, the Chinese flu. He's blaming they didn't warn us. Excuse me. I listened when they first came on the news broadcast to what the president was saying to Bob Woodward. Basically, in the beginning of February, he was telling Bob Woodward that he had been talking to President Xi, the president of China. And he said, and he said, and he said that what he was getting from President Xi was how deadly this is. So let's realize nobody with all this revelation so far hasn't bothered to point back and said, here is this man having people who go, don't go to Chinese restaurants or look at Asians as being bad. Do they live in China? No, they're Americans. The stupidity of some people who follow this man because he's blaming the Chinese. In other words, Trump can do no wrong. He's blameless. So if you have someone who shits in the middle of your living room and he tells you, no, I didn't do it, when you saw him do it, you're still going to listen to him? Then you are the problem. And one of the big things, let me get rid of it quickly, that I've heard educated, smart people say to me, well, why didn't Bob Woodward, when he heard this, run out and yell to the public, hey, it's deadly. I just heard it from the president. Who are you going to believe? Him? He'd stop getting the interviews. He'd stop getting his information. And what could Bob Woodward do about it? The president would say, pay no attention to him. I have told you what this is. It's going away, especially at the beginning. Especially all the people who can't admit to themselves. So I voted for this man. I made a mistake. Anybody, everybody makes mistakes. What's worse is when you keep following up on that mistake. So I've heard from people who I know voted for Trump who said, well, Bob Woodward should have run out and told people. The answer is really simple. Bob Woodward could have told everybody he could talk to. Bob Woodward is not the president of the United States. The man who I believe is illegitimately in that position is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the man who's supposed to lead us and take care of us. He is our chief executive. 
He has decided, and there are a million things in this argument, that, oh, the governors should do it. And I remember when he had, and the governors, they were interviewing them. They were all bidding for equipment out there, trying to get it from different countries. So what was happening, and what would make you believe what he's saying, he said, well, we pushed all our manufacturing to China. That's why they've got to go. No, 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 no. So where are you with the Defense Production Act making companies open up plants and build this equipment? No. Let me tell you the ugly side of the story, which is Donald Trump. When he had the governors and everybody calling and chasing the manufacturers, what he knew was going to happen is they're bidding up the price of the equipment. So whoever would pay the most. Well, guess who paid the most? You and I. Because when they bid the price enough, the federal government, through Jared or him or whoever was handling it at the time, stepped in and said, well, we're going to take it, we need it, and they bid $200, we will give you $250, whatever. So we paid more, and he wanted to do that because I'm telling you, and I will explain it again, this man sets up little consulting companies or pockets here and there that are technically advising the government as any consultant would, for a fee. Where to buy your equipment and where to get it. And we'll get into that again. This man is all about how much money he can put in his pocket. So if you bid up the cost of the equipment and the consultant is getting 10% of what you spend, he gets more money. Again, he blamed it on the Chinese not telling us how bad. Listen to what he said February 7th to Bob Woodward. He spoke to President Xi. It's deadly. It kills people. Forget this Kung flu. You've got Kung goo coming out of the president's mouth. He's been lying to us as usual. So he knew between the end of January and the beginning of February, he knew how deadly it was. He was told by the man who he said, is more to blame because they didn't tell us. Nobody's talked about that little fact yet. Do not listen to anything this man says. As far as I'm concerned, I wish I could get the Federal Election Commission to report out my case. It proves that he self-disqualified himself during the election. And by the way, he may not understand it, but I do. He filed for re-election about the day or the day after he got in office, which means he signed up that he's running for president for 2020, the day he started his 2017 term, which means he's under the same election laws, which means, as I've been explaining to everybody, that it is illegal to solicit help from a foreign country, company, person, Whatever. He's been doing that many times in front of us. So he's disqualified himself again for 2020. He made himself invalid. So if you want to waste your vote and vote for him, when they finally report out what I filed with the FEC, the same thing applies this time. Because he's been in campaign mode by his own filing from the beginning of 2017 when he took office. So, he knew what this was doing. 
I don't understand. I listen to all of these lawyers and people. They're going up and back on normal stuff of what they would do. This is not a normal person. They talk about what you would have to do to get his cabinet to get him out to say he's unfit to be president. Well, let me just say this. I am not an attorney. I've worked with them all over the planet. Some of the best law firms on this planet, domestically, locally, internationally. I've read things because I had to do planning for how we structure things in companies I worked for. What's the best way to do it? What are the alternatives? While I studied these things, there were things that I wanted to understand. There is something called, in the law, depraved indifference. There is also dereliction of duty. Most of us who've served know the term. People who haven't have heard the term generally. But in the law, there's something called depraved indifference. That's like someone who's a serial killer. They just kill because they like to kill. They really don't care about human life. Or they do things without concern that if they turn off a traffic signal and people drive through it and have an accident and die, they think it's funny. That's like a fire starter who doesn't care if they start a fire and who gets killed. And often they start a fire because they like to watch fires. So we have people who have mental deficiencies, and they're only deficiencies if you believe in human life and treating people right. If you believe, as he does, that whatever he thinks is right is right, then, hey, stop listening to me. Depraved indifference. You could look it up. You can Google it. You can query it. It actually is called, in some cases, depraved heart murder. Now, they don't always convict you for murder one because you killed somebody directly, but they can convict you at least for manslaughter, and it depends on the state and where you're in, country or jurisdiction. But depraved indifference means I don't give a shit what happens to anybody when I do what I want to do. I hate to say it, that's why we have traffic lights and parking spaces and rules about where you can put things and what you can do. Because we live in a world with nearly 8 billion people. We have to have some order that we agree to. But when you get a guy running around who figures the only order is what he can get away with, and he likes to laugh. As many people have said, they use the word projection. In psychology, you've got people who accuse everybody else of doing what they do. So when you hear Trump talking about a rigged election, you know he's going to try and rig the election. So he finds out about COVID-19, and what does he tell us? He says, I didn't want to cause a panic. I didn't want to get out there and rant and rave. If anybody has watched his rallies, he threatens to throw people out. He tells people to punch people. I'll pay for your legal fees. Try and get him to pay for anything that he doesn't want to pay for. He goes out and he tells people with ARs to go liberate a state. Excuse me, that's inciting riots. That's sedition in some countries, including ours. But he, as an excuse, said, because he realized he goofed when he explained this to Woodward, so he said, well, I didn't want to cause a panic. A good leader 
when he talks about Churchill and other people like that. Angela Merkel. They don't say, they find out there's a cancer or a disease running wild in their country. They don't wait to see what happens with the disease. They say, we're facing the situation. They talk calmly and normally to people. They explain what we're going to experience and that we're going to work through this together and we're going to bring the forces of the government to do what we need, which he didn't do. He just did whatever put money in his pocket. So he knew in the end of January, beginning of February, definitely that this was a deadly disease. He knew it from President Xi when you listen to his statements to Bob Woodward. That's who he spoke to. That's who he got it from. So they didn't disguise it. One of his biggest lies. Do not hate anybody who looks Asian because this president has told you they've screwed us. They didn't screw us. He screws you. And he tells you that you like it while he's doing it. And if you're stupid enough, you continue to believe him. So, one, he knew it way back in the beginning. He was informed by Xi. And beside our intelligence services, medical authorities around the world were telling him he just didn't want to pay attention to it because he figured he was close to getting reelected on an economy that he inherited. That if he had such goddamn control over it, why did it drop so many times? And if he knew that this COVID was dangerous, if he would have controlled it, we'd all be singing his praises. All you have to do is live on the West Coast to see how slow he's been to help with these wildfires. Finally, the governors who are concerned about their people are saying, well, I appreciate the federal government has stepped in. The federal government is stepping in to help our people, our country. The money that they're expending or the forces or services they're providing are from our pocket. We paid for this stuff. He's not reaching in his pocket. So, and now that it's come out that he knew about it, has anybody heard him come out and said, you know what? I'm putting a plan together. This is what we're going to do, and we're going to do better testing. He kept telling you, oh, I'm going to these big companies and the rest. He made deals with these companies that if he featured them and we use them for testing, that he probably, again, I use it because it's the simplest way of explaining it. Through his companies or Jared's companies or his family's company, he sets up a little consulting company that theoretically is working with these diagnostic companies, so they get a little fee every time they're paid. Now, you may think that you got it for free. Nothing is free. Our federal government had to pay for this, and they should. It's affecting the whole country. They're paying with our money. So when they're paying money for these tests that are free on a parking lot, in a hospital, wherever it is, it's not free, folks. We pay for it. There is nothing we get here that's free. And I don't mind that. I was brought up to understand you work for what you get. And you want to work and be fair about it. And if you don't like the people who are employing you because they're not paying you and they're taking advantage, quit. You're not an indentured slave. That's what it's all about. 
We're finally facing these issues. We're smarter than that. Stop listening to bullshit and accepting it, even if you voted for this man. It's time enough. Time enough. I've loved women in my life that I thought were fantastic. And they thought I was also great. Whatever. We got to a point where we weren't happy. I told them, go your way, I'll go my way. I didn't curse them. I didn't say they were bad or I was bad. I recognized that we were doing nothing good for each other at some point. That's what life is about. Understanding that what you're doing and how you're living is working for you. It doesn't mean you walk away from family or children or anybody. We all have responsibilities. If we father the child, take care of your child. Staying together is nice, but if you can't, you don't want a child growing up in a miserable relationship. That may taint them for the rest of their life. That's what we have with Trump. Anybody who has voted for this man, he uses anything and everything to bend their arms, and after a while, once they do it, they're afraid to admit it. I've had people who come back to me and say, well, people die from the regular flu. Yeah, that's great. They get the flu shot. We can't save everybody. But this is something that we had no leadership at the top to help us deal with. Every governor had to scramble by themselves. Why? Because when you see what this man is doing, why would he give government money back down to the states which sent it to the federal government? Our money sent to the government. So it's there when we need it. If he organized something and gave the money back, they wouldn't have to spend whatever the state has. The more he keeps in the U.S. Treasury in the right pockets, the more he can steal. We will get back to that again. So now that it's all admitted, do you see him formulating a plan? No, 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 he's pressing. I live in Florida. I know most of you are around Florida, but I get people from all over the world, I'm really happy about it, who've told other people and they watch it. When I live someplace that the man, in this case it's DeSantis, is doing whatever Trump tells him. He now wants to open the restaurants and the rest. The statistics on people who have gotten COVID and or died from it, which we are the richest and best country in the world for health facilities, and we have the worst record of dealing with it. That's pretty simple to understand. Just look at the figures. So he doesn't want to spend money if he can keep it there because he sets stuff up so he can get money in his pocket. We'll get to that again. So the West Coast fires, he didn't immediately respond. If you remember, in a couple of years ago, he said, well, it's all that underbrush. You should be clearing it out. Till everybody told him that a lot of that underbrush is on federal land. Federal land. And has he changed anything to take care of that underbrush once he knew that it's under his domain? No. So that's his negligence. That comes under depraved indifference again. I don't know where all these smart lawyers are, but they're missing that point. I, I assume they heard it somewhere in law school. If not, if you know any of them, ask them if they've heard of depraved indifference when you write to a uh, show that you watch or people that you like. Kyoko Chappie in Paris, I'm happy to hear you there. Good morning. 
all of us, thank you, Kyoto. Carol uh, Hillard-Edder, you're back. Good to have you. Lisa, always love having you around. There were over 1,200 Trump supporters in Freeland, Michigan last Tuesday night. It was sea of COVID-19 and racist. The man stimulates it. These people are in a bad relationship, and they made a mistake, and they can't admit it. They're not being tough. They're being stupid because they're afraid to say, I made a mistake. I voted for a man who doesn't care about life. He doesn't care if I come out here and catch it. The Sturgis motorcycle rally. I finally found some of the statistics on it. There were over, I think, 400,000 people attended that from around many areas. Almost half of them ended up catching COVID. Not all of them died, but it was a, a super spread for sure. Look on the internet, you'll find stuff. Jerry Olton. This is the only show I feel peace. Like you, I am angry. But I'm not just angry. I want to correct it. So my anger is at people who aren't strong enough to admit, and I don't care, you voted. I voted for people I didn't like after they got into office. I made sure I didn't vote for them again nor continue to support them. So we have no morals, pride, respect anymore because they lie, uh, love a liar, a cheat, corrupt. No, 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 no. There are some people who aren't strong enough to get past it and saying, I made a mistake. The man is obvious. I can see it. I wouldn't be his friend if he came around. Froso on Facebook, you said it right. He is disgusting president. As I said, I believe he self-disqualified himself during the election in 2016. It doesn't matter about votes. He's invalid as a president. I've never seen a liar. He's a killer. And that's what depraved indifference is about. We've had almost 200,000 people die from COVID. Where he said, oh, it's nothing. And now we know, in his own words, because you can hear him, Find those interviews on the internet and listen to them. Trump saying it's deadly. He knew it. What's worse than a person saying, oh no, drink that milk, it's good for you, even though he knows it's going to kill you. That's what depraved indifference is all about. As I said, they often call it depraved heart murder, meaning you don't have a heart, you don't care what happens to people by what you do. You're not positive people are going to die, but you're not sure that they won't. A good portion of that 200,000. And let's remember, he's like, he has enjoyed using a line that he hasn't used recently. He said, even one death is too many. Well, okay. There's at least one out of the 200,000 that you caused. A lot more than that. So if that's too many, if you believe that, why don't you get your ass out of the White House and resign? Because you've done nothing and you continue to do nothing to work with the problem. Carol Hilliard Edder, Facebook, New Jersey. What are your thoughts on his comments on the military and his Nobel Peace Prize? Oh, I was getting to that. I could not pass that. I'll talk about it in a minute. Hang on, Carol. Cheryl Carter, Facebook. Hello, I'm from Los Angeles, California. You know what? All of you people, wherever you are, I have always decided... And I've traveled many places. I've seen prejudice against me because I'm in a foreign country. I'm not one of them. I'm in a country because I'm 
Jewish and they don't like me or this or that. People get to know after a while when they get to know me that I am one of them. We are all human beings. There's the human race. It's the only race that counts. It's the only race we have. It doesn't take a science fiction movie to tell you that when the Martians attack, we need everybody to work together. Well, we've been attacked by Martians. It's called COVID-19. It's a very serious organism that is using us as its hotel. It doesn't care that it kills us. It'll find another place or its offspring will go someplace else. People should understand what diseases and inorganic or organic things really are. Don't have to teach science. When I get people who yell, hey, you're killing animals, you're wearing a fur. Well, if you care that much about life, do you cut your lawn? The grass doesn't grow because you ask it to grow. It's living. It grows. The trees grow. We trim trees. Do we cut our nails so that we don't scratch ourselves when they get too long? Do we maintain ourselves? So I am not about killing animals, but I am about maintenance of a system that works for all of us. That's what life is about. Learning what we do that's no good for us. That's what climate change is about. The climate can change on its own for a number of reasons when you get into the scientific end. But if we, because people are selling us whatever they can to make money, and then find out that what they're selling is harming us, I'm back to the old thing. If they kill the market, everything they own is worthless. The stock, the companies, because nobody's left to buy it if they kill us. So climate change is something to be addressed. It doesn't mean that coal is bad, but the way we use it, the way we've allowed it to be. We can't just say, oh, boom, let's get rid of it. No, no, no. We have to apply ourselves and put monies. We need leaders who understand that we need to change our infrastructure. Hundreds of years ago, we built dams generally out of earth piled up with stones, or maybe some wood. As we got smarter, we realized we could build a better dam out of concrete. So we go forward, we do research, we find out that what we did may be working, but it may not be good for us, it could harm us in the long run. All the plastic bottles that were accumulating in a big island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. There are a couple of young folks who built a company where they make these great little bracelets, they're trying to clean up our environment. It all matters, but it matters more that we understand that leadership, leadership. Joe Biden is who I'm gonna vote for because he understands tragedy. And he has worked through the tragedy and lived and worked with people to correct things. Is he going to be correct all the time? No. Is he Bernie Sanders with Medicare for all? I'm an economist. I don't think that's the right answer. But the Affordable Care Act works. Trump, who's telling you he's trying to take care of your pre-existing conditions, is in the Supreme Court every damn day trying to get that act killed. That's because he's got tons of money that he's taken out of our pockets that pays for whatever he needs, period. When he pays for the women he slept with to quiet them, it's, like he said, OPM, other people's money. So he is a leech, a bug that sucks your blood out. 
put him in the right place. Understand what you're dealing with. So people asked about the military. This man, he wants to be a dictator. He doesn't see why he can't be like Putin. I have explained to people, I'm a financial person, I'm an economist, that Putin is probably the richest man on the planet. Now we have people like Jeff Bezos, who his personal worth has hit 200 billion. Good for him. Long as he keeps treating people right, I don't have a problem with that. But when Putin took over in Russia, after they opened up and then fell apart, and then Yeltsin, he came in and worked for him and kicked Yeltsin out, and he took over the country, you had free economy for a little while there where you built real oligarchs and millionaires and billionaires in different industries. Once Putin took over in Russia, he went to these guys, he said, give me 51% of your corporation. They said, what? They were enjoying freedom. He said, give me 51, and it didn't matter how rich they were or who the hell they knew. He was in charge. He put them in jail. Go back and do your studies. The oligarchs you see now, no matter how rich they're supposed to be, they owe every cent of their existence to him. And he knows it, and they know it. So if you looked at the value of all these companies, since Putin owns it, and he makes no, in fact, he uses he has killed a few people outside of Russia. I believe the thing is called Novichok or something. It's, it's a, a, a thing that I think is a derivative out of uranium or processing from uranium. But it's something that is lethal. If they catch it, they may be able to save you. But he's using something that other countries don't have. He wants you to know he did it, even if he said, who, me? So he wants to terrorize you like any gangster, any mob boss. And believe me, I grew up in New York City. I grew up with a lot of people. There are always gangs and mobs and criminals who will be around. What they do and how they do it make a big difference. Some of them don't destroy people. No longer throw bricks through your window unless you give them a payoff. There are more subtle ways they do it, but a lot of them have legitimized the companies they run and found out they could make money. So times change. We hold people responsible. This man feels that he could do what Putin did. So as I said, Putin technically owns all the stock of all those companies, and if you add them up, he's probably a trillionaire at this point. He's not going to convert them because it doesn't matter how rich, it matters what you can get away with and how you live. He lives fine. He gets what he wants. Donald is looking to do the same. The first three and a half years that he's been here, he has disregarded Congress. He's disregarded courts. In his old life, he would just keep appealing till he wore you down or spent so much money that you gave up or couldn't afford to keep going. So now he insults the military. He said when he first got in, I'm smarter than all the generals. He's basically telling you, I don't need any of you to run the country. And here's where Mitch McConnell has made his biggest mistake and the Republicans in the Senate. If he gets reelected, he's not going to give a shit who you want to appoint as a judge because he won't pay attention to any judge or anything anybody says. He's already disregarded it and gotten away with it. 
if he gets reelected, you think he's going to be better? You think this man's going to improve? He used to go to his rallies in the early days, and he says, oh, they want me to be presidential, and he turned and walk around like a little robot and walk around. Makes fun of all of us. Are we stupid enough to believe that we want to stay in bed with this man who maybe we found attractive, but now we found out he really is empty and void of human feeling? Everybody should wake up. So he's been insulting the military now that they want all these contracts because they're cozy with the defense industry. Now you can go back and search our history. It's called the defense military complex. Go back to the Eisenhower days and everything else. And even before. Defense industrial complex. President Trump, when he came in, and I hate using the word president when I talk of him, but that's how you people recognize who I'm talking about. When he came in, he said, I'm going to make our military bigger and stronger. He added chunks to the military budget. The generals didn't add those chunks. When you run a corporation, and I have worked for some really gigantic companies. I've been in charge of budgets in the billions of dollars. Makes it hard to go home and look at my simple kitchen sometimes. But I understood that's what I was earning my money for, making sure things fit together and worked. So when you do a budget, you look at the departments that you need and the stuff you need, the people you need, you add it all together and you put a budget together. He puts a budget together because he wants to get more money because the more money that's in the budget, that's more money as he knows because he learned from his father that the more money you've got allocated for different parts of the government, that's the more money he can play with. I'll explain it again in brief at the end, but this is what I'm trying to get people to understand. At this point in time, I can say that conservatively, Donald Trump has taken from our treasury into his companies or his pockets, onshore or offshore, at least a half a billion dollars. And there's more. So yes, he's blaming the military for wanting to work with the defense companies. He goes visiting them. He tells them, I'm going to give you contracts. I'm going to do this, do that. What was the first place he visited when he became president? Saudi Arabia. He knew they have tons of money. And he knew that if he could work with them, they've given him money before because they like having him in the pocket. MBS is a young, violent thug who will kill his own family. Trump works with him, has Jared working with him. And at the beginning, they said, we've already signed an agreement that we're going to have at least $110 billion of arms sales to Saudi Arabia, and as much as $350 billion. Look it up on the internet. It happened when he first started. Every time... He has sold things to them. And what do the Saudis want? They're not stupid. They want to protect themselves, not just against their neighbors, but if God forbid we came in because they were threatening us. So he's selling them more advanced weaponry. Part of the contract that they signed with Saudi Arabia says that, and I think this is roughly the term, 35% of the stuff they're buying should be produced in Saudi Arabia. 
So this man is telling you he's building more jobs because he's building the economy, and he's making deals with Saudi Arabia where they're going to produce a third of the value of the weapons that they're buying from us. So their economy gets the benefit of the money they're spending. So who's the greater guy? We might as well have MBS running our government. He'd do better for us than Trump is doing. Because he made deals that say some of it's got to be sourced here in Saudi Arabia. Just do your research. You'll find it. I'm not joking. When the Congress didn't like certain advanced missiles or stuff that Trump was selling to Saudi Arabia because he needed permission, including the Republicans, they voted it down. They knew it was dangerous, that it could start an arms war in the Middle East. I'm keeping it as simple as possible. So what happened? I'll be right back to the people. Just hang it on there for a minute. What he did was he knew to go around Congress again because I told you this man is feeling he's going to run the country the way he wants, disregard everybody else. He declared it an emergency. An emergency of what in the Middle East? Oh, that it would be too dangerous for Israel from Iran or Iran for Saudi Arabia. There's a bunch of things he could pick on. And he ended up pushing the thing through. Where are the Republicans who voted down in selling this weaponry to Saudi Arabia when they could easily have a hearing and vote it down and prove to him he doesn't run the company by, country by himself? Lisa, again, told crowds in Michigan today that he was going to pay for the dam that broke in our state, just more lies. Well, the dam. Let's remember, in Michigan, I think, is where he told everybody to liberate, and they came in with the AR-15s on your state capitol, okay? They were up there with weapons on your state capitol, steps to descend in the National Guard, which he can't run anyway, or the military that he sent in other places to stop them from being outside your capital with all their weapons? Please. The man said he didn't want to cause a panic. The man incites violence. Listen to what he says. Cheryl, Biden has a heart, compassion, empathy. He cares. Yes. But also, he's had to go through enough suffering. And it's one of the commercials where you see when his first wife got killed, and I think it was his daughter, and only his two sons survived the car crash. He's in the hospital getting sworn in. He's still doing his duty. Doing your duty is not just wearing a uniform. I had no problem putting a uniform on and serving my country. When I speak to you, I feel I'm serving my country because I'm trying to sound a call for you to wake up because if I can't, and I've tried other ways to get him out, I don't have enough money to file enough suits to get this man out of office. We can. Do not be intimidated. If you think this is bad, let him get reelected. You won't have anything to say. He'll decide what you eat if you eat. So Cheryl, thank you again. Jerry Olton. How about the way he's doing away with our military newspapers, Mr. Draft Dodger? There's another point. How hard? Why would any veteran or active military vote for this man? They'd have to be as ugly as he is inside to vote for him. No one. 
And what is he doing to ruin the country? I'm a senior citizen. We have tons of them in Florida. A lot of them don't have tons of money. They live off their social security because they worked hard all their life. This payroll holiday that he pushed in for the end. The end, he's trying to push through everything he can to convince you he's a great man. The first two years, as I've pointed out, when he had a full Republican Congress, did he put through one major infrastructure project? No. Did he open up some manufacturing and restart it and put a credit in for people bringing manufacturing back, which Biden has talked about and I've written about on when I've seen the comments on Facebook or Instagram? There's something called the investment tax credit. Look it up. It started in the early 60s. John F. Kennedy really understood international economics. He came up with this. It's been used three times by Democrats and Republicans. And in fact, I think the Republican who used it was Nixon. It's a stimulant to our economy. What we give the companies as a tax credit for what they do to manufacture or do things here, we get paid back tenfold. It doesn't really cost us a cent. It's one of the best stimulants. It sits on a shelf. Biden knows about it from his experience and background. He's talked about this investment credit. It works. I've seen it. I've helped corporations file under it. So, please, share my show with anybody. If you've got any local people you listen to who have followings, ask them if they'd like to call me or contact me, and I will explain to them piece by piece of the hundreds of millions. Fortune or Forbes ran an article a year and a half ago, whatever it was, where they figured out what Trump does when he goes to his resorts and he spends his days there. In his first two years, one out of every three days, he was at his, one of his resorts. That's 245 days out of his first two years. They calculated that what we our money in our treasury had to pay him for going to his resort. So when this man waves, I'm rich, I don't need your money, this $400,000, i am going to give it back to the treasury or to, to charity? Well, of course. What the hell does he care about $400,000 when he's taking millions out by going to his own resort? They, they labeled it that they had $990,000 they could easily come up with that he charged them for that one day. The thing they didn't do so everybody would get the point, multiply a million by 245. Because that's how many days he spent in the first two years at his resorts. Cut it in half, and you got at least $120 million that he took out of our treasury into his companies. Did you think we hired Trump so he could put our money in his companies? That's what he's doing, folks. Get your friends. Play this for them. And then he put those three men as a shadow board of directors over the Veterans Administration. The budget for the Veterans Administration in our government is almost $200 billion a year. They have changed every contract, which means, like any criminal boss, changing contracts to people who thank you you get a taste of it. Take 1% of $200 billion. That's $2 billion. That's conservative of what he 
change. And that's each year how much we spend. This man is sitting on tons of money that he's taken from us. And offshore, when Saudi Arabia buys a billion-dollar missile from us, let's say, I'm sure Jared knows enough and Trump or his advisors to set up an offshore company that's going to be the consultant that Saudi's going to pay. So they pay our government a billion for the hardware, but they pay a bill to that consulting company of, let's say, 10%, 5%, 2%. I've dealt with Saudi Arabia, even in the old days when the Middle East was building up and we built up our bases and oil was going crazy. The Saudi government had to stop their own people from charging too much of commissions because they realized their government was paying too much because of all their own rich people charging too many commissions. So they started setting fee schedules. So I'm telling you, Donald selling these hardware to Saudi Arabia and then letting them set up production so they can sell it again in the Middle East and make money off of our technology? Come on, folks, wake up. <sighs> Click on the like button. You could follow me on Instagram or Facebook, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. You could tell anybody they could find me at A-E, the word equals, M-C, the word squared. A-E, equals the word, MC squared the word. And you'll find me on Facebook or Instagram. You can email me at AE, the word equals, MCSQ at gmail.com. Not hard to find me. Find talk show hosts that are popular in your area or people you like listening to. And if you can call in, ask them, if they could send me their contact, I will then contact them. I don't want to just put my one phone out there and I get a million people calling me. I can tell you I have called certain major organizations that I was laughing after a while because every phone line they had, their voice banks were full. It would never be. They're big enough. They answer their stuff. Someone is going purposely. I understand counterintelligence and insurgency. If I want to block somebody from getting messages, I'm going to hire a few kids to call their 800 numbers and fill up their inbox so that they can't get any new messages. Or they have to go through thousands of shit messages till they get the one that somebody's seriously calling them. And I proved it because I discovered they had a backline for something that nobody would call. And when I called that, I got through. He's playing games. He's spending your money. And oh, they raised almost a billion dollars for this thing. Because remember, he decided he's running the day after he got in office or the same day. It's been all over the papers. Google it. Query it. He blew through $800 million already. He's below Joe Biden and what he's got to spend. He hates, because of his racist attitude, anything that happens with Obama. Let's look at the, the Nobel Peace Prize. He's made sure through back doors that he's had himself nominated twice this year. How can anybody get the Nobel Peace Prize when they have helped 
caused the death of 200,000 of their own people. The people who make the final decision for the Nobel Peace Prize are not stupid. A lot of them are scientists. So whoever he paid off, he just wants to be able to say, oh God, I've been nominated twice for the Nobel Peace Prize. And then he walked out of Syria and abandoned the Kurds who fought with us and covered our ass so that we could do what we needed in that northeastern part of Syria. And he opened us up so Erdogan, another autocrat running Turkey, could walk in there and kill whoever the hell they wanted. I guess he feels these acts make him great for a peace prize. The only peace prize he's ever been interested in is when you spell peace P-I-E, not P-E-A. He's always interested in the peace. He doesn't respect women. As I said, I came up with a bumper sticker. I'd rather be touched by Joe than grabbed by Donald. So the only peace prize he cares about, and he doesn't even care about the prize, is grabbing a piece. Instagram, yesterday was 9-11. I was shocked that he was taking money. Oh, yeah. He has been taking money out of 9-11 for the last few years. The other big story that people are missing, we're in the middle of the hurricane season. We're in the middle of these major fires on the West Coast. FEMA has a budget that they've developed. Guess who has been moving money out of FEMA's budget into other places that he likes? I'm telling you that the detention centers, the tents that he set up, when he captured these poor peasants coming across our southern border, the men, the women, and the kids that he separated, which he's held longer than the law allows him to, and he's obscured where he has the detention centers, he's hired companies to put these tents up and feed them so they don't die. But that means he has to move money from one federal budget to pay for that. That means those companies are going to pay him off through the back door with a commission, with parties they set up at his resorts or his hotels. There are a million ways to do this. I have been a strategic planner domestically, internationally, but I did it all under the law. I found out the different avenues I can help my company be competitive. He doesn't care. He just finds another way to grab money in his pocket. We have to not only investigate him when we're done, we got to make him restore the money. And for his depraved indifference, he belongs in jail like any other murderer. It's that simple. That's what depraved indifference is about. You do things that you should know is going to cause death or harm to humans. And yet you don't stop. And he isn't stopping. So, DHS has been a whistleblower, Brian Murphy. You've got a lot of people in the government who've been there for decades. They do their job, and they're doing it to serve their company, country. They're not just wearing a uniform. Some of them did. Some of them are serving it on the inside in our government. He tells you it's a deep, it's a swamp. No, no, it's not a swamp. He's the creature in the middle of the swamp that's trying to devour everybody. Bottom line is that he stopped his intel chief from giving briefs in person, which is what he's supposed to do, to the main leaders of Congress. 
These same intel chiefs are supposed to give briefs to governors and stuff so that they can plan for things that are happening in the country to protect us in our local areas. He doesn't care. He wants nothing to come out. 